Hi guys, welcome back to Be the Main Character with Bianca. Today is my birthday and I'm 23 years old. How exciting. And today we're going to be talking about 22 things I learned at age 22. But let's recap a little on my trip to New York that I just took with my friends because it was so fun. So we were there for like maybe less than 48 hours and we had so much fun. So obviously it's my birthday this week, but it is my friend Hannah's birthday at the end of this month. So we basically celebrated our birthdays together. So we decorated our hotel room. We got into our birthday dresses, which is really fun. We took really cute pictures and I absolutely love having my pictures ready before my birthday so I'm not stressed out about what I'm going to post. It's my favorite thing to do every single year is to prep my birthday pictures so I'm really glad that we did that. And yeah, it was so fun. We had the best time. We had yummy food. We had lots of drinks. Um, we got a lot of free birthday shots and drinks. It was just really fun. 10 out of 10 recommend. I just love trips to New York. They're always such a good time. But let's get into the episode because we do have 22 things to go over. So number one kind of relates back to New York is always take the trip. Always take the trip, use your PTO, go on the trip, say yes to the trip because it's always going to be a good experience and you're always going to have a good time. So always take the trip even if it's not in perfect circumstances or whatever the case may be, you're always going to have a fun experience so you should always go. Number two is don't stress what's out of your control. When I think about this, I think a lot about going to therapy for my anxiety and him, my therapist, explaining to me that if you are stressing about something in that moment that you simply have absolutely no control over. For instance, let's say you're sitting in traffic, you're going to be late for work, but you can't move out of that traffic. Yes, obviously you want to be stressed about it because you don't want to be late for work, but there is absolutely nothing you can do about sitting in that traffic, so don't stress about it because eventually you'll get to work or eventually eventually you'll get to where you need to go and you'll realize being stressed it just isn't worth it because there's nothing you can do in your power to make the situation different. And I also think about this when I took my NCLEX, which if you don't know what that is, it's a huge nursing exam you have to take to get your nursing license after you've graduated nursing school. And I used to have really bad test anxiety before I taught myself that it was pretty much all in my head and it was just the approach of how you test take and how you manage it. So for my NCLEX, I was really not that stressed and honestly I didn't study that much. I obviously studied but I studied so much throughout nursing school and used all the tools that I knew I was going to need to study for the NCLEX um, a lot during the end of nursing school so I didn't have to stress so much about trying to cram to study for this huge exam and I just was stress-free that day. I didn't cry after I took my exam like most people do. I know a lot of people say they always come out of the exam and then they just like bawl their eyes out because they're like, I don't know what I just did. And I definitely was a little anxious afterwards just because it was a lot different than I thought it was going to be. But I thought I did really well and I was like, 
what's done is done. I cannot go back and change anything I just did. So if I passed, amazing. And if I failed, then I'll go back and I'll have to do it again and it will be okay. And then I ended up passing with the least amount of questions that I needed to pass. Meaning that you have a a range of questions you can take on the NCLEX, 75 questions being the least amount you can do, and my exam stopped at 75 questions, and that can either mean you did really good or that can mean you failed really fast. So I was just hoping for the best, and like I said, I felt pretty confident about it. I was a little weary just because it was a little different than I expected, but at the end of the day, I passed, and it wasn't worth stressing about, so I'm glad I didn't. Number three, don't take living at home with your parents for granted. Okay, so I have wanted to move out for a while. I've lived with my parents. Um, I went to college, one college, and then I came home. And then I went back but stayed at home. And I definitely took living with my, par with my parents for granted because sometimes, especially me and my parents, are closer in age than most. And I also have four younger siblings and I just feel like sometimes that many people in one house obviously you're gonna butt heads but um, when it's time for you to move out and I moved out recently you're gonna realize all the things you took for granted having groceries in the house having home-cooked meals seeing your family when you have had a bad day all those things that you don't think about you will realize the second you're actually about to move out and I know I had that realization and I remember going into my mom's room and just thanking her and saying I'm so sorry if I took anything for granted. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. And she was like, I knew one day you'd understand and you definitely do. So if you're living at home at your parents' house and you're like, oh, all I want to do is get out, don't take it for granted. If, for instance, like at my house, at my parents' house, I had a garage, um, just little things that you'll think of when you move. Trust me, it, everyone's going to tell you that you're not going to believe them, but I'm telling you right now, don't take it for granted. You'll miss it someday. Um, but I am really grateful that I moved. Number four, going along with that, distance makes the heart grow fonder. So in the same way, I am also very glad I did move out because I feel like it makes your relationship with your parents a lot better because you go from being child in the house to now you guys can be friends because you don't live there anymore and they don't have to worry about you or feel like they have to parent you still you're on your own so they're gonna let you do your own thing and just you guys will meet when you meet and it's more of a friend to friend relationship than parent to child relationship and I think that's really cool and also just being away from something always makes you appreciate it a little bit more. And I'm not far from my parents or my family at all. But even, you know, time away, it still makes you miss them just a little bit more and just be a little bit more excited to see them and do simple things like go get coffee or just visit and watch a movie with them. Like that's me and my sister's favorite thing to do is have movie nights. And you just appreciate those moments so much more. Number five, I really like CrossFit. I tried CrossFit um, for the first time this year, and I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. I don't do it a ton. I do it about once a week with my dad, and I really enjoy it. And I'm thinking about doing it more often, 
I'm not sure, but I know that I'm really glad that I tried a different form of fitness and that it reminds me a lot of when I used to do gymnastics, but in a healthier way. And I feel like I'm healing a little in a part of my child's when I do CrossFit and it's just so healthy for me and I really do love it and enjoy it. Number six, find beauty in the balance. I think I'm going to do a whole episode on this, but let me just give you the little brief rundown of what I mean by that. So I feel like in the past, and I feel like this is hard because when you're in nursing school, you're so focused on nursing school, you feel like you can't do anything else. Although I did try to balance working out and seeing friends, but it was just really hard to do most of the time. But now that I'm out of nursing school, I feel like I've definitely done a much better job at allowing myself to, in a, in a way, do it all. Meaning if I want to drink on the weekend, I can drink on the weekend. If I don't want to work out today, I'm not going to work out today. If I want to do a 5 a.m. workout before I go to work, that's also amazing. And realizing that you can be all those things, you can be the 5 a.m. workout person that also gets drinks with their friends on the weekend. You don't have to be so black and white one or the other. I feel like social media tries to steer us in this, this direction that we can't be successful or we can't do well at something if we have quote unquote bad habits for instance, drinking or partying or going out to bars and clubs, you can't be successful in fitness if you do those things. And that's just not, it's just not true. I truly think you're more successful when you are allowing yourself to have this balance. I think you're going to be more successful in your fitness journey because you don't need to be so regimented and you give yourself this leeway that's going to be more realistic for an ongoing lifestyle rather than just you know, the next six weeks. Number seven, don't expect the worst out of people. I feel like in the past, because I had issues with trusting and accepting people, I would just expect the worst out of people. And that's a terrible way to approach meeting or bringing new people into your life or being open to relationships, friendships, anything. Work, um, and just expecting the worst is you're if you expect the worst you're going to get the worst it's just plain and simple but when you expect really good things better things start happening to you because it's a mindset shift so if you have this terrible cloudy mindset that everyone is going to do the absolute worst to you they are going to because you are literally putting that out there so don't expect the worst out of people number 8 do it unprepared and learn along the way for example, mine is this podcast. I had no idea how to start a podcast. I didn't know how, to, like, what source I should use to record it on. I didn't know how to get it on Spotify. I didn't know the equipment to use. And I just did some research and figured it out along the way. And yeah, that's how this podcast came to be. It's still not perfect. I still don't really know how to advertise it super well, but that's something I'm willing to learn as the podcast grows and I grow and learning more about it. And yeah, so do it unprepared and learn along the way because if you wait for the perfect timing, it's never going to happen. Number nine, things will happen naturally when they are supposed to. So this relates to me for my TikTok following, which has grown tremendously in the past year. And a few years ago, I really was trying to build my Instagram and, you know, create a big following on my Instagram. And it just never really worked out for me. I took courses. 
I posted multiple times a day. Like, I mean, I worked to try and build my Instagram for a while and it just never happened. And eventually I was okay with that. Um, and then I started doing TikTok. I did it loosely for a while. I remember I started my TikTok actually, um, when quarantine had just started, I had just downloaded TikTok. And then I had been on it for about a month, and then I deleted the app for months. I felt like I was really distracted by it, and I was almost obsessed by it, so I didn't like that, and I deleted the app for months. And then eventually I came back on and just kind of used it to watch other people's videos. And then um, for nursing school, I was determined to find the balance again and take better care of myself mentally, emotionally, physically, and I just wanted to document the experience and document about nursing school and share with other people that I thought might be struggling as well. And I was just simply making videos that I loved. I wasn't, you know, obsessing over my follower count or how many likes I was getting. I was just doing it for me at first, really. And then eventually my followers just started building and building and then I started posting different types of content just besides nursing school and those started doing really good and then from there it just kind of did its own thing. Like I feel like I was just very much myself and making content that I truly enjoyed and instead of trying to push so hard to gain followers and views and shares and everything, when, once I pulled back on that and didn't care as much about everything it just kind of happened and so yeah things will happen when they are supposed to number 10 i love sunday resets and not just sunday resets but just resets in general either on one day of the weekend or a day i have off i love it i think it's really good for my mental health to just declutter clean everything have a reset, you know, get all my groceries, set myself up for the week. I absolutely love it. I just find, you know, when I have a clean, clear space, my meals are all prepped. I'm in a good mindset. My anxiety is a lot better. I'm a lot happier. I have a tendency to be able to be more productive and do more when I'm in a space like that. So therefore, I absolutely love Sunday resets, which I feel like I've been doing my whole life. They just weren't called Sunday resets, but even when I was a kid, I always cleaned on the weekend. So, yep, I love a good weekend or day reset. Number 11, reading helps me disconnect. This past year, I feel like I have recently reconnected with reading, and I think it's because I stopped forcing myself to read only self-help books which I had done for a few years. I was only reading self-help books. I didn't let myself read fiction or anything else just because I thought it wasn't as beneficial. And self-help books are amazing and I love to mix them in, but fiction books absolutely help me escape and make me so happy. I absolutely fell back in love with reading because I let myself read what I wanted in different genres of romance and rom-com and fantasy and all of a sudden I was able to read 35 books last year and that only happened because I didn't force myself to read only self-help books and like I said it really helps me disconnect from everything around me it helps me disconnect from social media from work from a hard day and I just love diving into a book that is just another world number 12 and sometimes you need to go through multiple therapists to find one that works for you 
So I had a therapist a couple of years ago, my first therapist ever, and I really didn't know much of what to expect. But I went for a few months and then I ended up just stopping going because I didn't like it anymore. I felt like the first session was really good because I vented out everything I needed to and that felt like a really good release. But then I felt like I kept going back and I was just doing that every time. I felt like I just went and I was ranting about life and that was it. It felt like there was no back and forth communication. It was like she was just letting me talk, which is always a good thing, but there was nothing to follow up with. There was nothing for me to work on. There was no goals. There was there I wasn't really getting anything out of it besides just talking to someone. I ended up going back to therapy. I made it very clear with my new therapist exactly how I operate well and I told him that I'm very goal oriented. I like tasks. I like coming back every week and reviewing what we went over and how I can do better and how I can get better. And he said that's exactly how I view therapy is I want you to gain something out of it. I want your symptoms to improve. I want you to get better and I want you to have tasks and goals. He said at the beginning of every appointment we can talk about any problems or anything that came up throughout the week that you need to talk about but then after that we'll make a game plan or a solution of how we're going to solve that or make it better. And I responded so much better to that form of therapy rather than just sitting there for half an hour, 45 minutes, just ranting about everything because at the end I almost felt depleted and I was like, I honestly kind of feel more annoyed than when I first got here because I just re-went through everything and was given no solution or help of any sort. And it's different from ev for everyone. For some people, you might just need to talk for that 45 minutes and have someone simply just listen to you without any input, but some people need something back. They need something to work with. And it's different for everyone. That's just how I operate. So sometimes you're going to have to go through multiple people to figure out what works for you. Number 13, crying is therapeutic. I used to think a few years ago that crying meant that you were weak and that you had given up or that you were super emotional. Like I always related, you know, crying at any time that you were just like didn't have it together and you were weak. And now that I've gotten older, I realize that crying is just a release of emotion. That's all it is. It's nothing more, nothing less. It's natural. It's normal to cry. And majority of the time after you have a good cry, you feel so much better. And I feel like when you hold in your crying or emotions, for example, all the time, it just comes out in anger later on because you hold it in for so long and then you just have these outbursts and instead of just having those outbursts if you just cry every once in a while when you feel like you need to you're better off so that's my number 13 crying is therapeutic number 14 love having dark hair I recently dyed my hair in when did I dye my hair right before graduation so I dyed my hair in May and I went from like a blonde balayage to two shades darker than my actual brunette hair and it was the best thing I've ever done. I don't think I'll ever go back to any form of blonde again. Who knows, maybe in the future, but once I dyed my hair dark, I feel like it complimented me so much better than my blonde balayage ever did and I loved my blonde balayage at the time. I'm glad I did it, 
but I'm so much happier with dark hair. It makes me feel so confident every time I re-dye it back to the darkest shade because my hair lightens obviously after a few months of not dyeing it and then when I re-dye it I'm always so happy and I feel like not everyone is better blonde. I feel like we grow up in a world of where blonde equals pretty and I feel like I've even fallen victim to that. I feel like that's why I dyed my hair blonde balayage in the first place because it's pretty and yeah of course blondes are pretty but brunettes are too. Dark haired brunettes are gorgeous too and I feel like I've found so much confidence in having dark hair and I don't think I'll ever go back. So just know if you want to dye your hair dark instead of dyeing it blonde or balayage or lighter or cooler or warmer or whatever, you can just dye it dark or dye it black if you want to. And I did this right before the summer and I was like, this is a bad idea. But the second I did it, I was like, oh, no, no, we're, we're keeping this for a long time. I love it. It compliments me so much better. So that was my number 14. Number 15, accepting that a walk outside is just as beneficial, if not more beneficial sometimes than strength training. And let me explain why. I learned in the past year, because of therapy, we're back to therapy, that walking outside in nature, in sunlight, in the weather, does wonderful, tremendous things for my mental health. And sometimes that's more beneficial than strength training for me mentally. Now, I'm not saying that you sh shouldn't strength train. I still strength train, but I love integrating different types of movement into my fitness routine, especially walks, because I either listen to a podcast or I listen to an audiobook on my walks. I'm outside. I'm not on my phone. I'm just listening to my phone, but I'm not on it. Um, usually I would take my dog on my walks and he's just having the best time ever and he's so stinking cute. Um, and yeah, I just feel like they're very good for your mental health. Hot girl walks are truly hot and healing. Um, and yeah, sometimes I would just do that instead of lifting if I wasn't in the mood for it. And sometimes on those days it was just more beneficial. It was more of what I needed in that moment. Number 16. Don't take Instagram too seriously. Use it as a photo album. So I have started doing this recently this past year. And I feel like I used to obsess over my Instagram and obsess over what time I posted. And we used to be so obsessed with likes. I feel like back in the day, like in high school or like when you were 16, you were like, did I get enough likes? I was just talking about this with my friends the other day, how obsessed we used to be with who was liking our pictures, how fast they were liking them, if our post was doing good. And now I could literally care less. The Instagram algorithm doesn't even make sense anymore unless you, you know, had a lot of followers in the past. I obviously still love taking good Instagram pictures. I'll never lose that. I love having a good picture. It's fun for me. I like dressing up. I like doing my makeup. I like having cute pictures. It's fun. It's enjoyable for me. But I don't care as much. I, I'm going to post it, but I don't care as much about the feedback and response to it. It's just, it's just for my fun in my sense. And I love adding in like my fun pictures at the end of my posts and just looking back on it instead of taking it so seriously where you, you know, can't post more 
raw pictures or pictures that you wouldn't typically post back in the day. So use it more like a photo album. Don't take it so seriously. You're going to want to look back on the memories. And I feel like a lot of people romanticize people in the early 2000s that used to just, or not early 2000s because Instagram wasn't around, but like bef a little before my generation, I'm 23. So I feel like people before us, um, a bit like six, seven, eight years that just posted whatever they wanted on Instagram and look back on it and we're like, we wish we had done that instead of taking it so seriously. So don't, don't take it so seriously. Number 17, nothing meant for you will pass you by. So I am a universe girly. I think the universe has your back personally, whatever your beliefs are. I think whatever you believe in has your back. And I believe that nothing that is meant to be in your life is going to pass you by. Relationships, friendships, jobs, applications, acceptances, all of that, it's not going to pass you by if it's meant for you. So if you don't get accepted for that job or for that school or for that internship, something better is coming your way. If a relationship didn't work out the way you thought it would, then guess what? Mr. Right is on the way. It might take a couple tries, but... Who is meant to be in your life and who is supposed to be there is going to be there no matter what. It might take time. It might take years. Who knows? But everything is going to work out exactly how it's supposed to. It's just going to. At least that's what I believe. And that's what I've told myself is that everything's going to work out exactly how it's supposed to. So I'm not going to stress when things pass me by. Number 18. I learned how to wakeboard this year and I realized I absolutely love it. <laughs> it was so fun. I, my aunt brought me and my brothers out on our boat at our lake house and taught us how to do it. And I honestly didn't think I would pick it up and I picked it up in like two seconds and I love it. Can't wait to go do it more this summer and get better at it. In my dream world, I would love to do flips on it. I have no idea how to even begin that, but if I can do flips on land, I should be able to do them on water. So uh, that's to come. Stay tuned for that. Number 19, I love making video content. So like I said, I just recently, not recently, but at the beginning of this year, and by this year I mean 2022, by the way. So like January 2022 is when I kind of started getting into TikTok and realized that I absolutely love making videos which I've liked since I was younger but I never took it that serious when I was younger and now that I've gotten older I really like my editing style I feel like I've gotten better at it as I've done more TikToks and I really enjoy making video content. Number 20 you don't need to be accessible 24-7. I know I talked about this in an episode a few episodes back but feeling like you always need to respond to everyone exactly when they text you is just so unrealistic and so absolutely draining for me personally. And I am getting better at not apologizing when I don't answer a text right away or if I just don't have the energy and simply being honest with that and just you don't, even if you're on Instagram and your friend texted you, like you, I feel like the way social media is set up now to show that you're active, to show that you're this and you're online and, oh, you're online, but you're not texting me back. It's just so obsessive and just so, it's too much. You're too accessible. So 
learning that you are not accessible 24-7 and you don't need to respond to everything right then and there if you don't feel like it is something great that I've learned this year. I'm very proud of that. Number 21. In order to show up as your best self at work, in relationships, or for your family, you need to be investing in yourself and your alone time. I feel like I am the best version of myself when I am taking care of myself. I know for a fact that if I'm overwhelmed, if I'm all over the place, if I don't feel like I'm secure, then I'm not going to show up as a good sister, as a good um, friend, as a good coworker. I feel like if I'm not taking care of myself and prioritizing time by myself and taking care of myself, nourishing myself, going to the gym, doing whatever I need to do to be a better person. If I'm not doing those things, I'm not going to show up the best I can for everyone around me that I love and care about. So making sure that I do those things is very important to me. Number 22, and this will be our last one, work on things in silence on your own time. So this also kind of relates back to not being accessible 24-7. For example, this podcast, I just launched it. Like it just, I launched it. I talked about it the week before I was launching it and that was it. I did the photo shoot in silence. I picked the name in silence. I bought all the equipment months before I had talked about it at all. I didn't talk about it at all. Actually, like only a few of my friends knew that I was starting a podcast and that was it. I did everything for the podcast in silence. I didn't talk about it on TikTok. I didn't talk about it on Instagram. I only let a few people know about it. And I wasn't like gatekeeping it or anything like that. I just simply wanted to work on it on my own time without feeling like I had this deadline that I had to meet or anything like that or that I was overhyping it or anything like that. I just wanted to work on it and then just be like, oh, here it is. Like, here's this little baby that I've been working on. And I'm so glad I did it that way just because it made the process of bringing it to life so much better and more memorable for me personally. And those are the 22 things I learned at 22. And 22 is my lucky number, so I'm a little, a little sad to be leaving this year because I loved, I loved 22. Not only is it my lucky number, but I really do feel like it was such a big year for me and I had so many amazing things happen to me this year and I'm just so excited to see what 23 brings and I'm giving it all the good positive vibes. Ah, I'm so excited. I love the feeling of something new and something fresh and here's to another main character year bigger and better than ever. And I'm so excited that you guys chose to listen to my podcast today. That is the best birthday gift you could have given me was listening to this podcast today. If you want to throw it an extra little spice of a birthday gift, you could give the podcast five stars and you could share it on your story. But that's just like some extra spice. Being here is enough and it's the best birthday present ever. So I really thank you guys. And next week, I will be floating around in the middle of the ocean so there will be no episode but the week after that I have a really good episode planned that I'm excited to share with you all so be sure to follow so you don't miss out turn on my notifications so you remember and yeah so that is 22 things I learned at 22. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and have an amazing Thursday an amazing rest of your week and I will talk to you guys in two Thursdays. 
Have a great day, guys. Bye.